execute God's plan and experience God's power. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. While you're turning there, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the next few moments that you would anoint my tongue, that it would be as it were the pen of a ready writer to speak a word in season that would bring revelation, rejuvenation, restoration to your people. We'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen and amen. This is actually part two of last week's message on the revealing of the sons of God. And so in Romans chapter 8, Verse 19, it says, for the earnest expectation, say with me, earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits. Say with me, eagerly waits for the revealing or the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, last week we talked about at the beginning of the message, we talked about five different things that had to happen before Jesus returns. One of them being the revealing of the sons of of God. Amen. And this morning we want to talk about uh, the seven spirits of God and their relationship with the revealing of the sons of God. You see, the revealing of the sons of God is contingent on the seven spirits of God resting. Say with me, resting on the sons of God. Amen. So let's talk about the seven spirits of God in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 on your screen. It says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest, say with me, rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So the seven spirits of God, interestingly enough, are represented by the menorah that is right here. And I'm going to get some assistance this morning. So Mark, could you give me a hand? What I'd like you to do is just pick this up because I want to get it on the video. If you could just stand right here and just pick it up and turn towards the audience. And so it's interesting that all the seven spirits of God are represented in the menorah. This middle piece is the spirit of the Lord. And then there is a coupling, if you look at scripture, uh, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. This is also known in the New Testament as the spirit of revelation. So the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Now that, if you read the book, uh, The Seven Spirits of God by Chris Reed, it's actually in the book. Thank you very much. We could go ahead and put that back down. So that there is a cup. Thank you, Mark. There is a coupling of these spirits. Amen. The spirit of the Lord. So we see that spirit of wisdom and revelation, they work together. The spirit of counsel and might work together. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, these coupled together for a reason because they work together. They work hand in hand. So just very briefly, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Now, Paul prayed a prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, 
that literally just about covers all spirit, seven spirits of God. And I pray this prayer every day. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. Say with me, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Say with me, revelation. Now, the word revelation also means spirit of understanding. So the spirit of here's are two of the seven spirits of God that are coupled together. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Listen, in the knowledge of him. All right. So the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding work together to reveal aspects of God. Anybody want to know what those aspects are? All right. The spirit of wisdom reveals God's ways. Say with me, God's ways. The spirit of understanding reveals God's word and his works. Because it's revelation of him. Amen. When people say, I've got revelation knowledge, ever have that? I read the Bible. When I tell people they get filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, one thing is the Bible becomes alive to you. Things you, you never could understand before, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden, the spirit of understanding or the spirit of revelation kicks in, and God's word that didn't make sense before now makes sense. Amen? Anybody ever experienced that? I was like, the first thing I, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost on June 29th, 1986, 11.30 in the morning, at Bethel Temple of Assembly of God in, in Hampton, Virginia, when I got filled with the Holy it literally changed my life. First thing I recognized, when I began to read the Bible, it made sense. Things I didn't even understand. I had been saved like three years. But when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, the Word of God came alive. Amen? Why? Because the spirit of revelation or the spirit of understanding reveals God's Word and His works. Amen? Spirit of wisdom reveals God's ways. You see, understanding, the spirit of understanding reveals what God is doing, and the spirit of wisdom reveals how God wants to do it. Does that make sense? All right? Let's move on. Let's talk about the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Paul continues to pray this prayer out of Ephesians 1. The eyes of your understanding, that word literally means your heart or your spirit. The eyes, how many know that your, your spirit's got eyes? Your spirit's got ears, just like you got natural eyes and natural ears. Or else why would Jesus say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He wasn't talking about these ears because they pretty much all of them had these ears. But many of them, their spiritual eyes were not open. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. So what does Paul pray here? He said that the eyes of your spirit being enlightened, why? That you would know, say with me, know, what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. All right. So when he says here that you may know, that's the spirit of knowledge. Okay, this is different than the spirit of wisdom. And revelation, the spirit of knowledge reveals God's purpose. All right. His purpose for your life. When we talk about your scroll in heaven, the Bible says in Psalm 139, verse 16, in your book, they all were written the days you had fashioned for me when yet there was none of them. How many know that before time began, he wrote a book about your life. Amen. About the days of your life. And how many know we need to ask for our book? 
so that he can engrave it on the tablets of our spirit, man. Amen? Amen? All right, so the spirit of knowledge reveals God's purpose, the hope of his calling. He also reveals, through the spirit of knowledge, his provision. It says, what is the glory of his inheritance in the saints? He also reveals, through the spirit of knowledge, the exceeding greatness of his power. So what does God do? Through the spirit of knowledge, he begins to release your purpose, his provision, and his power. Those three things through the spirit of knowledge. Does that make sense? Notice that the spirit of knowledge is coupled with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Why is that? Anybody know? I'm going to tell you why. How many know the Bible says that knowledge puffeth up? Or knowledge causes pride. But love builds up. So anytime you get privy knowledge about your purpose, your inheritance, or God begins to show you things through a word of knowledge that you can be subject to pride. And so what counteracts knowledge or balances knowledge is the spirit of the fear of the Lord, whose fruit is humility. Amen? So when you get knowledge, you don't want to be exalted above measure. Paul said, I was exalted above measure. And there was given unto me a uh, thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. See, what happens is if we don't humble ourselves and walk in the fear of the Lord, we get out from underneath the mighty hand of God. What does the Bible say? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due season. But what can happen is when you get an abundance of knowledge, you know the hope of your calling, you know the hope of someone else's calling, you uh, uh, know what your inheritance is, and you begin to move in the power of God, knowing the exceeding greatness of his power, experiencing that, what can happen is you can get in pride. Amen? So the spirit of knowledge is coupled with the spirit of the fear of the Lord to keep you humble. Amen? so that you don't end up on the spiritual junk heap. Amen? All right. So the spirit of knowledge reveals God's purpose, his provision, and his power. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is characterized by humility, is required to realize God's purposes, his provision, and his power. All right. Today... That was just the introduction. Today, we're going to unlock the relationship between the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might. These are on the outer edges here. Amen. The spirit of counsel and the spirit of might are coupled together. So they work together. Does that make sense? All right. So today we're going to unlock that relationship and their importance in manifesting the sons of God. So one of the key attributes of the sons of God is that they are led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8.14 on your screen. For as many as are led, that word led means guided, led or guided by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. So what is he saying here? To be led by God is an attribute that you must have if you're going to manifest as a son or daughter of God. All right? John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, say with me, Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. In this passage of Scripture, he said that the Spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. In other words, he will guide you in God's Word. All right? So what spirit of the seven spirits guides you into all truth? It is the spirit of understanding. Okay? The spirit of truth or the spirit of understanding reveals what? God's word and his works. Amen? Does that make sense? Is that too deep? All right. All right. So the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth or spirit of understanding leads and guides us into all truth, specifically the truth contained in God's word. All right. However, the Holy Spirit, as the spirit of knowledge, say with me, spirit of knowledge, tells us things to come or what our destiny is. That's what the spirit of knowledge does. Remember we said, he said that, uh, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. The spirit of knowledge reveals your destiny. All right. Let's talk about the spirit of counsel and might. There's a few different attributes that we need to uh, understand if we're going to understand how the spirit of counsel and might operate. Number one, the spirit of counsel reveals God's plans. Say with me, God's plans. So the Holy Spirit, as the spirit of counsel, reveals God's plans or instructions on how. Say with me, how God desires to fulfill his calling on our life. So through the spirit of knowledge, you can know what your calling is, but the spirit of counsel shows you how to get it done. Amen? Scripture says in Psalm 33, verse 11, the counsel of the Lord, come from the spirit of counsel, Stands forever. The plans, say with me, plans of his heart to all generation. All right. So the spirit of knowledge reveals what the hope of his calling is. The spirit of counsel shows you how to get it done. Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. All right? So a lot of times we got our own plan, right? But if we tune into the spirit of counsel, and he said, no, 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 not this way. You're going to do it my way. Amen? But you got to want it. You got to ask for it. All right. So listen, we can know God's overall purpose through the spirit of knowledge, the hope of his calling, but not his strategic plan which comes through the spirit of counsel. Does that make sense? You can know the hope of his calling, but if you don't have the spirit of counsel, you're not going to know the plans that he has for you to fulfill it, how to do it. Does that make sense? I hope you're getting this. All right. So number one, the spirit of counsel reveals God's plan. Number two, the spirit of counsel produces hope. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, 
in the NIV version. For I know the plans, say with me, plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And that only comes by the spirit of counsel. So knowing not only the purposes of God, but also the plans of God gives us hope and a future. How many of you know people that I know what I'm called to do. I just don't know how to get there. You need the spirit of counsel. You got the spirit of knowledge. God's revealed what his plan or his purpose is, but you need the plan of God. You need a spirit of counsel. Amen. Number three, the spirit of counsel reveals God's timing. All right. So you can know the plan of God, or you know the purpose of God. You may even know his plan, how he wants to get there. But where we get tripped up is we don't know his timing. How many know that the spirit of counsel will give you the timing of God? He'll lay out a pathway, a milestones, mile markers in your life that you know it's when it's time. How many know that timing is everything in the kingdom? It is. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season, a time, a kairos moment. How many of there's chronos time and there's kairos time? Chronos is just normal time. Kairos is the appointed time. And if we get ahead of God, guess what? You get in trouble. You're going to have a setback. It's important to know the kairos time of God. You know that through the spirit of counsel. How many of you know we need that counsel resting on us, not just the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord rested upon him. We need the Spirit of wisdom and understanding resting upon us. We need the Spirit of counsel and night resting upon us. We need uh, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord resting upon us. Does that make sense? All right. The sons of Issachar had the Spirit of counsel. How do we know that? First Chronicles 12, 32, on your screen. The sons of Issachar had understanding of the times. Say with me, the times. To know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200. There were 200 sons of Issachar. And all, say with me, all. All in the Spanish, Hebrew, Greek, German, and French means what, church? All. All their brethren were at their command. That means they were in charge. Why were they in charge? Because they had the spirit of counsel. They not only knew what God wanted to do, they knew how he was going to do it and when he was going to do it. They had the spirit of counsel. That's what put them in charge. Does that make sense? Israel was subject to the sons of Issachar because they knew when to execute God's plan. Number four. The spirit of counsel reveals God's secrets. Amos 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. The spirit of counsel reveals God's plans, which are secrets to fulfilling his purpose. In the Old Testament, the spirit of counsel was reserved for prophets. But how many know in the New Testament, not so much. It's for everybody. Amen. You get filled with the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. 
you can have an abundance. The spirit of wisdom, counsel, might, understanding, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord as much as you want. You just got to ask for it. You have not because you ask not. I've been praying that every day. Lord, let the spirit of wisdom and understanding rest upon me. Let the spirit of counsel and might rest upon me. How many of you know God just uses the gifts of the spirit, a word of knowledge to get our attention that he supernaturally knows some things. But that's not God's best to operate in simply a word of knowledge. Amen. He wants you to have the spirit of knowledge resting on you. So there's a continual flow of the Spirit of God. And when that begins to happen, the sons of God will begin to manifest in the earth. That's what God's waiting for. Amen. All waiting for Jesus to come. But he's waiting. All creation is waiting for a manifestation of the sons of God. And until the spirit of God, the seven spirits of God rest upon us, and there is a continual flow of wisdom, knowledge, counsel, and the might of God, we're not going to be revealed until that happens. He's waiting. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. When Jesus come back, Jesus said, well, I'm waiting on you. When are you going to manifest, O son of God? When are you going to manifest, O daughter of God? I'm waiting on you. Because all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That includes you two daughters. Hallelujah. Amen. How many know that the spirit of counsel not only reveals God's plans, but he also reveals the devil's plan? How many know you can know what God's doing, but even better than even know what the devil's plan? Amen. Let me give you an example out of scripture. Anybody interested? Or do you want me to close it up right now? All right. All right. That's what I want to hear. (laughs) All right. Second Kings. Chapter 6. You may want to turn there. 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 8. There's a prophet by the name of Elisha. Say with me, Elisha. And he worked for the king of Israel. I'm just going to go ahead and read the passage. 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 8. Well, I may not read the whole thing. I don't want to bore you. But how many know that one of their enemies was Syria? Syria was an enemy of Israel. And there was a king in Syria who had plotted against Israel continually. And it says here in verse 9, that as the king of Syria was making war against Israel, he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God, Elisha, sent to the king of Israel saying, beware that you do not go to this place for the Syrians They're waiting for you. And it just didn't happen one time. It happened over and over and over again. It frustrated the king of Syria. He was so upset. He just knew that there was someone planted from Israel in his inner circle that was going back to Israel telling uh, the king of Israel what their plans were. And this is what the king of Syria said. The king of Syria's heart was greatly troubled. And he said to his servants, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? In other words, who's betrayed me? And who in our midst has been telling my secrets to the king of Israel? Listen, verse 12, key key verse. And one of his servants said, 
None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Why? Because Elisha had the spirit of counsel. He knew not only the plans of God, but he knew the plans of the enemy as well. All right, number five. Executing God's plan releases God's power. This is key now. This is how the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might work together. Proverbs 20, verse 18, plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel, wage war. All right. So the spirit of counsel reveals God's plans and the spirit of might releases God's power to accomplish his plans. In other words, acting in faith on God's plans revealed by the spirit of counsel releases God's power through the spirit of might. So when you receive the counsel of the Lord, it may be something very strange, but the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your Heart, Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your pathways. See, a lot of times we don't obey God because we listen to uh, man's understanding. People will talk you out of it. Oh, that wasn't God. But if you will act on what the spirit of counsel has said, God's power will be released. See how that works? Spirit of counsel, spirit of mights released. You execute God's plan, he releases his power. Even Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the father doing, how do you get the counsel of the Lord? You spend time with the father. You spend time in the secret place. Did you know that when Jesus, he would spend all night in prayer unto the Lord? And in that time, the spirit of counsel would reveal what would happen the next day. He would show the Lord, Jesus, who he would meet, who needed prayer. He would know ahead of time. He would know things to come because he spent time with the Father. You spend time in the secret place. God will reveal his plans for your life, how he's going to accomplish your will. You won't be in the dark. You'll be in the know. Who wants to be in the know? How many, how many that knowledge is power? God's revealed benchmarks, milestones in my life for the next six years. I know what he showed me, what's going to happen. And what does it do? It gives me hope. In seemingly hopeless situations and people who seemingly are hopeless, he's given me a plan how he's going to do it and when he's going to do it. We can have that kind of knowledge, or else a lot of times we just throw up our hands and give up. We quit. But if you ask God, you spend time with God, he'll reveal it in a dream. He'll reveal it in your prayer time. The milestones that are ahead, he'll show you things to come. Spirit of counsel. So important, church. There's one reason why we don't see the power of God, the might of God, the miracles, the healings. Why? Because we're not tuned in to the spirit of counsel. Notice when Jesus prayed for blind people, he didn't do it the same way every time. One time he made some mud, put it in your eyes. Hey, go down the road and wash it out. You'll be healed. Another time he spit in their eyes. 
Another time he spoke. Another time he laid hands on him two times. Laid hands on him once. He said, what do you see? I see men like walking trees. Up. Oh, not good enough. Let's try it again. How about now? It's good. Good to go. That's why I'm not, I'm not ashamed of praying for somebody twice. Jesus did. Amen. All right. We need to wait on the Lord and receive the spirit of counsel. His plans for victory. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Acts chapter 3 verse 25 says, You are sons of the prophets. The covenant which you made with the fathers. One of the attributes of the sons of God that they are sons of the prophets. You see, the sons of God, as sons of the prophets, operate in the spirit of counsel and might. If you watch, if you watch a New Testament prophet will operate in counsel, and you'll see the might of God released. Amen? Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. The people who know their God, say with me, know their God. He's not talking about just knowledge in the word. He's talking about experiencing God. Experiencing not just uh, reading about God in a book, but actually having an encounter with the face of Jesus. They that do know their God shall be what? Strong. That means you're going to have the might of God and carry out what kind of exploits? Great exploits. That word exploits means feats, deeds, achievements. Hallelujah. You see, the manifest sons of God upon whom rests the spirit of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel will, through the spirit of might, carry out great exploits, signs, wonders, and miracles. I got a couple examples. You want me to give them, or should I just end it right now? You want some biblical examples? Spirit of counsel and might? All right, number one. Joshua and the destruction of Jericho. You see, the spirit of knowledge enlightened the eyes of Joshua's heart, revealing what God wanted to do in Joshua 6, verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. He showed him what he wanted to do by the spirit of knowledge. But he didn't stop there. The spirit of counsel then revealed to Joshua God's plan to destroy Jericho, both how and when to execute God's plan. Joshua chapter 6, verse 3. You shall march around the city, and this you shall do six days. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when you hear the sounding of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. See, he gave them a prescription. He gave him a plan on how God was going to destroy. He said, hey, I've given you the city. Then he told them how he was going to do it. It wasn't very conventional, but it worked. Amen. See, when the spirit of the council of the spirit was acted upon in faith, the walls of the city were supernaturally leveled by the spirit of might. 
And he even told them, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. So they listened to, and they executed in faith the spirit of counsel, what God was saying, and that his might was released to level the city. Amen? Number two, Elijah and the execution and the demise of the prophets of Baal. You see, the spirit of counsel revealed to Elijah God's plan to destroy the prophets of Baal. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 23, the spirit of counsel. He tells them how it was going to happen. Let them give us two bulls. Let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, talking about the Baal prophets, lay it on the wood and put no fire under it, and I will prepare the other bull, and I will lay wood, but I will put no fire upon it. Then you will call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. We know what happens, amen? The prophets of Baal cry out to Baal. They cut themselves. And even Elijah, a lot of people don't know this. Even Elijah began to mock them. It says in scripture, I think, oh, maybe he's asleep. It, li- it literally means he's, maybe he's going to the bathroom. That's literally what it means. Maybe he's going to the bathroom right now. Don't want to hear you. <laughs> so then what happened? Elijah obeyed the spirit of counsel. First Kings chapter 18, verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust licked up the water that was in the trench. And now when all the people saw, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Amen. Obeying the spirit of counsel in faith will always release the spirit of might for demonstrations of signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Ready for number three? Jehaziel and the defeat of the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the inhabitants of Mount Seir. How many know that Judah was in a tough spot? Jehoshaphat, they didn't have a really big army at that time, King Jehoshaphat, but there was an assembly of three armies, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and those of Mount Seir, a huge army that would begin to invade Judah. And they begin to fast. They begin to pray. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. They begin to cry out to the Lord, Lord, will you not judge them? For we have no power, say it with me, no power, against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. They didn't know what to do. They didn't have the spirit of knowledge. They did not have the spirit of counsel. They did not know what to do, but they cried out unto the Lord, we don't know what to do. How many know that's what we need to do sometimes? I don't know what to do. You need a spirit of knowledge to know what to do. And you need a spirit of counsel to know how to do it and when to do it. So what happened? Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14. God released the spirit of knowledge unto the prophet Jehaziel. Never heard of Jehaziel, have you? Pretty important prophet. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, and he said, Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. 
What did he tell him? He said, you are assured victory. The spirit of knowledge revealed that they would win, but not yet revealed how they were going to win. The spirit of knowledge enlightened the eyes of Jehaziel, revealing what God wanted to do, but the spirit of counsel then revealed to Jehaziel God's plan to defeat the Ammonites, both how and when to execute God's plan. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. He begins to reveal how God was going to, you will not need to fight in this battle. Just put your weapons away. Put them away. You will not have to. Use your weapons. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. So he, he said, he said, go into battle. Take no weapons with you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow. When? When? Tomorrow. So he shows them what to do and when to do it. Tomorrow. Go out against them, for the Lord is with you. All right. So they're going to obey God and do what he said. So Jehoshaphat gets the people stirred up. They rose up early in the morning, and Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, said to them, Hear me, O Israel. Hear, O Jews, Judah and Jerusalem. Listen to this. Very famous verse. 2 Chronicles 2020. Remember that one? 2020, 2020 vision. The Spirit of Council will give you 2020. What did he say? Believe in the Lord your God, and so you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. What is he saying here? If you will believe the spirit of counsel speaking out of my prophets, if you will obey and act on it, you will prosper. You will win. You will be victorious. You will be healed. You will go to the next side. You will prosper in your way. Listen to the prophets, obey them, and you will be blessed. Now, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, listen now, here's where the spirit of might released. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir that had come against Judah, and they were defeated. You see, when you obey the spirit of counsel in faith, the spirit of might was released. And they were judged. Amen? Got room for two more? Number four. Elisha and Naaman's healing from leprosy. You see, there was a great Syrian commander by the name of Naaman. But he had leprosy. He was a man of honor, a man of valor, but he had leprosy. And one of the slave girls who was an Israelite, said to them, if you only uh, had Elisha pray for you, you will be healed of your leprosy. So here's what Naaman did. He gathered his entourage, and he came to Elisha's door, knocked on his door, and one of his servants answered the door. Elisha wouldn't even come to the door. And, 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 and the messenger at the front or his servant gave him the instruction through the spirit of counsel. And what did he tell him? 
go wash seven times in the Jordan River. And so Naaman was infuriated. You mean this prophet wouldn't even come to the door? I thought he would come and wave his hands and do a great demonstration and that I would be healed. Are not the waters and the rivers in Syria better than the Jordan, the stinking Jordan River? He was angry. And he turned away in anger. And his servant said to him, if he would have asked you to do, you know, just something simple, wouldn't you do it? And so he did exactly that. Second Kings 5.10, Elisha sent to the messenger saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. You will be clean and your, you, your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. All right. So he went and obeyed the spirit of counsel in faith. When did it? What happened? Spirit of might was released. Second Kings 5.14. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. Amen. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Amen. He obeyed the saying of the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Amen. You obey the spirit of counsel. Might of God's right there to back it up. We need the spirit of counsel. If we're going to see signs, wonders and miracles in this day. Ready for one more? This one will encourage you. Ananias lays hands on Saul, heals him. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what I want to encourage you with this morning. Acts chapter 9, verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple. Say with me, disciple. It doesn't say a certain apostle. It doesn't say a certain prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. It says a certain disciple, just a regular, everyday, run-of-the-mill saint of God who's filled with the power of God, the power of God in his hands, the word of the Lord pies up, a disciple, not an apostle, not a prophet, just a regular guy. Amen. There was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. Now, this is different from the other Ananias that lied to the Holy Spirit and ended up dead. There's a different one. More than one Ananias in the Bible. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, arise and go to the street called Straight. All right, here we go. Just an everyday disciple. Spirit of counsel is resting upon him gives him very explicit instructions on what to do. Arise and go to the street called Straight. I'm telling you, go to this certain street. And inquire at the house of Judas. This is a very specific instruction. For one called Saul of Tarsus, and for behold, he is praying. So he reveals to him where Saul is, what street to go and what house to go, and the name of the guy's street, and told him what he would be doing when you get there. That's the spirit of counsel. Amen? Verse 12. Then he tells him what Paul's doing. And in a vision, Saul has seen a man named Ananias. Hey, that's me. Coming in and putting his hand on him that he may receive his sight. You give him the very detailed spirit of counsel. And Ananias has an objection. Hey. I've heard about this guy, Saul. He's killing Christians. I don't know about this. I don't know. I don't want to do that. How many know if he let the spirit of fear overcome him, that 
Saul wouldn't have been healed. And God probably would find somebody else. But he chose Ananias to do it. Amen? How many know that fear will keep you from obeying the spirit of counsel? That's why we got to act in faith when the spirit of God says, do it. We need to be obedient, even if it's a little bit strange. Amen? All right. Acts chapter 9, verse 17. We're going to see where the spirit of might comes in. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, he even told him, who appeared to you on a road as you came. So God revealed to Ananias everything. Spirit of counsel, very distinct has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The might of God, healing his body, filling him with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Verse 18. Immediately there fell from Saul's eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. All right. So he not only got healed, he got baptized in water, and he came up out of the water praying in the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you want the spirit of counsel this morning? All right, everybody stand. If we could have the worship team come or whoever can come from the worship team. Who's ready to receive the spirit of counsel this morning? If we could have our ministry team come on up this morning, ministry team. I'm going to pray a prayer. Who wants to receive? Who wants to ask? Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Who wants the spirit of counsel? Who wants the spirit of might? Who wants to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles? If you want to operate in that, you've got to have the spirit of counsel first. Amen. Begin to play. I want you to begin to pray in the spirit right now. Come on. I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. You can come to the front if you want to. Hallelujah. If you want the spirit of counsel, our ministry team is going to release. I'm going to pray with you by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to pray. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Everybody pray. Everybody pray this prayer. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you for the spirit of counsel and might. Let the spirit of counsel and might rest upon me. I want to know your purpose. I want to know your plans. I want to know how and when you're going to fulfill your purpose in me. I receive the spirit of counsel. Let the might of God be released through me in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray in tongue. Begin to pray in the spirit. Spirit of counsel. Spirit of might. Be released. Be released. Let it rest upon her, O God. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, rest upon her, God. If I can get an usher over here, can I get one usher? Let me get one usher. Spirit of counsel, 